Welcome to On Time in Full, a podcast from Designed Conveyor Systems. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode of On Time in Full brought to you by DCS. I'll be your host for today, Gabrielle, and I'm thrilled to be joined uh, right now by Adam Bomer, who's actually Director of Software Delivery. And today we're going to be talking about uh, delivering quality software. So, Adam, welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Me too. Well, uh, to start off, go ahead and uh, just tell us a little bit about your background, just a little brief bio so our audience gets a better idea of, you know, where your experience comes from and just how it lends itself to the conversation today. So just name, title, uh, what it is you do within your role. Sure. So my name is Adam Bomer. I'm the Director of Software Delivery here at DCS, um, focused on our new WES software called Datum. Uh, so my background is uh, actually electrical engineering, uh, but have been in uh, kind of the software application space uh, for about 10 years now, um, with about eight of those being in the uh, warehouse uh, space. So in delivering WCS warehouse control systems as and WES um, warehouse execution systems. Fantastic. Well, to get into the meat of the conversation here, uh, what steps did the DCS team take to ensure successful launch of Datum that we're talking about? Yeah, as, as we launched our new WES Datum, uh, we had many discussions throughout the R&D process about what launching and delivering Datum would look like. Uh, so by doing so, we were able to build into the architecture of the product the necessary design and functionality to allow the delivery of Datum not be a big event, right? A lot of times go lives and delivering of software can be a, a huge effort. Um, and uh, so we designed into the, into the architecture that allows us to uh, deliver to a client, just like we're delivering when we're doing internal testing. So when we do go live, uh, it's just another turn of the crank, um, not a big event, um, just you know, another turn of the crank to allow us to, to deliver software. Absolutely. Well, you know, from uh, this experience, you know, what tips can you offer to ensure that software is delivered with this high quality we want? Yeah, I think setting well-defined expectations up front during the requirements gathering process is probably the most important step to, to delivering high quality software. Ensures everybody's on the same page um, and, and is working towards the same goals. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different teams involved a lot of times with delivering software. Um, and, and everybody kind of has a different mindset and, and thought process and what's important to them. So ensuring that everybody's working towards the same goal um, is extremely important. Um, and then once you kind of have that set, you know, leveraging automation um, to, to, you know, wherever you can to help speed up development as well as improve quality uh, is extremely important. Absolutely. So setting well-defined expectations, as you mentioned, I mean, it's incredibly important just because everyone has uh, a different version of what well-defined expectations mean. So getting on the same page is so incredibly important. But uh, besides that, you know, why is it important to be setting these up front before? Yeah. So at DCS, uh, you know, we say a, a successful project is a referenceable client. Um, so having those well-defined expectations is incredibly important for making the client uh, happy with the outcome of the project. But, you know, like I mentioned, you have a lot of different teams involved, right? You have operations of the warehouse, you have the client IT team, you have obviously the DCS team and several teams inside DCS that are involved in the project from IT and software and solutions, right? And everybody has a, a little bit different way of thinking of things as well as different priorities on what they're looking to get out of the software. So making sure everyone's aligning 
um, and, and agreeing on the end state at, at the start of the project um, helps avoid change orders late in the project, which is expensive and can delay the, the timeline. Um, you know, just so that everyone, when everyone's on the same page, so that when the software is delivered, no one is surprised by what it looks like or what it does. Um, and that way, everybody's happy with, with the outcome. No, for sure. I mean, how is the DCS team using automation uh, in the software lifecycle? Uh, so we had uh, the opportunity to build this datum software from the ground up. Uh, there was no existing um, application or technical debt that we had to deal with. So we were able to really build automation into the core of the product. Uh, so we're leveraging CI/CD, uh, which is kind of two parts to that, continuous integration, which is the first part, and then continuous delivery or de deployment, which is the second part. Um, so we've really built that into the core of, of our development process. Uh, so CI, the, the continuous integration portion, is really around building and testing of your code. Uh, it's often seen with, with uh, agile development practices, which we uh, utilize uh, here at DCS. Um, and it allows us to build often and test often um, so that we're not rolling out large changes all at once and potentially breaking things. Uh, it allows us to to build quickly um, and then build in testing uh, to this to that process, automated testing. So you know it's not enough just to know that your code builds. Uh, you need to know that it's actually working. So by building in unit testing as well as integration testing to the to the process as part of that CI um, process, you, we're able to to do all that in an automated fashion, which saves us a lot of time as well as improves quality, right? Because we're building all that baseline testing in uh, before we even get our hands on it. We know it's a certain level of quality uh, before we do our, our uh, QA testing on it. Um, it also speeds up the, the, the deployment of the software uh, because it's easy, it's faster to, to uh, it's faster to, to do the testing because it's being done in an automated fashion. Uh, so <clears throat> once the, once that building and testing part is completed, right, you kind of move on to that's the, the continuous delivery portion of it, uh, of the delivery. So that, you know, that's where, you know, you've got your software built, it's tested, you need a way to deploy it to client sites. Uh, so you leveraging the this continuous uh, deployment strategy, uh, you know, we're, we're packaging the software in an automated fashion. So whether that's containers or RPMs or executables or even like a, a mobile application, iOS or Android, right? that packaging of the software happens automatically as well, um, which allows it to be easily deployed, you know, wherever it needs to go um, in, a, in a quick uh, fashion. Well, to expand on that CI, uh, the acronym here, C-I-C-D, it stands for uh, Continuous Integration, Continuous Delivery. Is that correct? Could you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, so CI/CD is is uh, kind of part of the DevOps mindset that's that's taken over software development practices uh, over the last five or so years. Um, you know, it's it's focused on building these things called pipelines um, for automatically building, testing, and packaging your software. Um, you know, to get the to get the most out of it, you really have to to have buy-in from the whole team, right? It's not just the developers. It's not just the QA team. It's not just the delivery team. You really have to have everybody buy in and and make it kind of a focus uh, of how you're 
of how you're, you know, developing your software and delivering your software. Well, how can CICD uh, pipelines contribute to the streamlining of software, building, the testing, and the overall release process? Yeah, so leveraging these automation pipelines during the build brings a, a lot of benefits. Uh, first off, like I mentioned, the speed of the releases for bug fixes and new features is greatly increased because uh, the developers can focus on, on writing code. Uh, instead of babysitting the build process or or things like that, not only does it uh, increase the speed, which kind of counterintuitively, it also increases your quality. Um, you'd think kind of if you're speeding through something, your quality might slip, but it actually helps enforce quality because you can set up quality gates, which is what they're called in the pipelines. That you know, if all of your tests don't pass, or you know, if a certain percentage of them don't pass. Um, you can actually fail the entire build, so it won't it won't get it won't see the light of day. That build won't until you go back and you fix the issues that that were seen. Um, you know, in addition, you can build in things like uh, security, IT security. You can uh, build into those pipelines as well as uh, different uh, applications to enforce good uh, coding standards um, and other things like that to, to ensure that you have quality software. All right, so Adam, you know, what part does IT security play in the overall software delivery process? Yeah, so there's been a huge shift on the attitude towards IT security and warehouses specifically, I'd say over the last five-ish years. Um, you know, it used to be, you know, these systems, these WCS, WCSs were deployed into the warehouse and, and they're tightly coupled with the material handling equipment in the warehouse. Um, and so they were kind of just, uh, isolated off and, and set to do their own thing. Not a lot of not a lot of uh, focus on securing the environments, um, and and really they never get touched. Um, you know, unless there was a bug fix or something that needed to go in to fix a functional problem with it. Uh, however, over the years, you know, it's it's been proven that bad actors use these types of systems to uh, exploit and, and get into companies' networks. Um, not necessarily getting any confidential information from the warehouse itself, but they're using those the warehouses to get into the network and then jump into more um, jump into systems that hold confidential information. So there's been a shift to to start locking those down and really <clears throat> keeping those environments up to date um, and making sure that um, you know that that bad actors can't exploit to get into their network and 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 steal data. So we made security a, a, a critical piece of our application. Right? It's part of the, the entire development process. We talk about it during each deployment um, and, and through the delivery process. It's, it's extremely important. So, you know, a lot of architectural decisions for the application were made around IT security and ensuring that the data, the client's data that we have were, were being good stewards of and we're making sure that we're keeping it secure um, from from bad actors. Uh, this includes things like vulnerability scanning, <clears throat> both dynamic and, and static. Uh, you know, building those into that automation that we talked about, those CI/CD pipelines. Uh, so it's not even something we really have to think about. It's automatically there. Um, and failing builds if if there's security issues, so we can resolve those before those releases get out. Um, as well as you know, it's not just the software uh, that we're looking at. So applying hardening standards uh, to the underlying environment where where the datum software is deployed uh, so keeping the environment as a whole secure um, as well as using widely used secure protocols for data transfer um, 
between systems update them so that uh, you know the data is is safely uh, guarded. Well, we're talking security, but I'd like to shift this over to support. So, what strategies can be used in order to ensure that supportability that we need? Yeah. So when the project ends and the implementation is complete and final sign off is given, right? That's really just the beginning of the software use for the client, um, right? We may be done with the implementation, but they're going to be using the software for the next, you know, five, ten, fifteen years. You know, so issues come up, you can't really get around it, right? There's these things fail, and and there's issues that come up. So whether it's in the datum software or other systems that the, that it integrates with, um, you know, making the software supportable is is extremely important for keeping uh, the software up and running and working for the client. So, from my experience, getting the software or getting the support team involved uh, as early in the pro- project as possible is extremely important. So, getting them to site, um, allowing them to kind of see it in action during some of the testing, um, be involved in the training with the client as well, <clears throat> so they know what you know what we're telling the client it can do and what it can do, right? So they know when they get support calls, um, you know what 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 they're talking about, right? So that's extremely important. The other thing from, you know, that's kind of on the people side. Um, from a system perspective, right? Um, just gathering, centralizing, uh, <clears throat> centralizing where all the debug information is can be extremely helpful. That way you're not looking through, you know, different systems and trying to find different log files to, to resolve an issue. Uh, centralizing them into a single spot, kind of a single source of truth, so they so the support team can find things easily, and um, and then leveraging visualization tools to to visualize that data, so they're not digging through hundreds of log lines or thousands of log lines, trying to troubleshoot, but you know having dashboards and things uh, be readily available, so that they can easily identify issues quickly, uh, and get get them resolved, and, and get the client back up and running. Um, and then lastly, right. Kind of expand on those dashboards, building that into the application. So, building health health and monitoring dashboards into the application itself. So, not only support but the the client as well can can see that data and and uh, and be able to take action quickly before you know issues spiral out of control and cause large amounts of downtime. Well, when it comes to deployment, maximizing availability is a, a very important factor. So, uh, what would be your advice in order to uh, manage that well? Yeah, so you can have the the best software ever, uh, but uh, if it goes down a lot, then it's not going to be super helpful for the client. Uh, so choosing the right platform to deliver your software on uh, that can maximize availability is is extremely important. So you know, like I mentioned, things fail; it's it's a fact of life, right? So having a platform that has as much redundancy built in as possible, right? Both the critical processes as well as the data. Um, you know, being able to have redundancy there and making sure you're not losing data is extremely important. Um, you know, if you choose the right platform and you design your software correctly, right, you can, it's even possible to deploy software <clears throat> updates with no downtime um, by, you know, leveraging the correct technologies under the hood. Um, you know, also, you know, having that, that uh, platform be able to recover automatically from known failures. Right, get the application back up and running faster than if you have to call someone and have to have them dial in manually, log in, and fix an issue um, is important as well. Uh, and then you know, ensuring to have ensuring you have the right logging in place, 
to be able to then go back and, you know, address the issue, um, you know, after the fact, after the system's already up and running, so it doesn't happen again is, is uh, important as well. Well, a bunch of fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Adam. That wraps up the conversation for today. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast to be talking about the ways we can deliver quality software. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And as always, if you'd like to learn more, uh, please visit designedconveyor.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. I've been your host, Gabrielle. Thanks for tuning in.